Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the ice hockey podcast for Chelmsford Chieftains fans. No game for the Chieftains this weekend, just gone, although one keen-eyed fan spotted a couple of the boys down watching the Raiders National League game this weekend. We've got a couple of guests this week as building up to the Britain Cup final and of course the playoff quarterfinals, Invicta Dynamo's head coach Carl Lennon is on to discuss their season and of course the upcoming games with Chelmsford. I'm also joined by Casey Wilson, back on the ice for the Chieftains after injury and amongst the goals in the victory over Streatham last weekend. There was a double header for the Warriors, the Pythons and the Cobras both played at home, as well as, as uh, some of the Chelmsford Ice Hockey Academy. So let's start with those Chelmsford-based results. Saturday the 18th saw a short-benched Warriors side travel along the M4 and down the M5 to play the Bristol Pitbulls 2 with just nine skaters and a netminder. In that nine skaters was former Zero Pucks given guest Nick Green. Great to see him back on the ice after a long suspension. Unfortunately, the Warriors fell to a 9-0 defeat. However, Green stayed out of the penalty box and Luca Tassadri earned man of the match, saving 62 efforts in that game. The Sunday saw the Warriors hit back in style down at Planet Ice in Gillingham against the Mustangs. Frankie Clover gave the Warriors the lead on 15-27 and just before the end of the period, Taylor made it two on 19-57. Halfway through the second, Clover got his second to make it 3-0 on 28-40. In the third, the Mustangs pulled one back on 43-41 and Warrior Brockbank had to be assisted off the ice with an injury but the Warriors held on for a 3-1 victory and hopefully setting a tone for upcoming Chelmsford Invicta games. The ladies had the Riverside to themselves on Sunday afternoon as the Chelmsford Pythons put in a stellar performance as they were narrowly defeated 2-1 by Coventry. The Cobras, however, had an extremely tough game as the Whitley Bay Beacons came and took a 13-2 victory, but the Cobras coach Shane Mead could not fault the effort saying the girls played out of their skin. No snake pun intended there, I'm sure. The academy this weekend saw the under-16 Rattlesnakes take a point from the Slough Icebees in a 3-3 draw at the Riverside. The under-12 Mini Warriors had an 8-1 defeat to Haringey. 
the under-14s Braves trip to Haringey was unfortunately postponed, and the under-10s put on a terrific performance as they played Swindon, Cardiff and Oxford at Swindon's Barn. Next weekend is a big one for the under-12 Mini Chieftains as they travel to Slough for a top-of-the-table clash, with the winner of the game likely to be crowned league champions. The 14s travel to the Ozone for a 3-on-3 tournament like the one the 16s were successful in last week, and the under-10s are at home to Milton Keynes this Sunday. If anyone is about at lunchtime and wants to see the next batch of stars, then come down to the Riverside to see them in action. The rest of the results from the NIHL won South this weekend. On the Saturday, saw the champions get back to winning ways as they defeated Oxford City Stars 8-0, and Slough virtually confirmed their third-place finish with a 3-2 victory over second-place Solent Devils at the Hangar. On the Sunday evening, Streatham completed a four-point weekend with an 11-2 victory down at the stables against Invicta. Oxford finished on a high with a 5-1 victory over Slough Jets at the Oxpens and at the Thunderdome, Raiders Junior were in town again and came away with an 8-2 victory. So with the league season done and dusted, the playoff quarterfinals look like this. First place, Streatham Redhawks will play 8th place Milton Keynes Thunder. Second place, Solent Devils will play 7th place Oxford City Stars. Third place, Slough Jets will play 6th place Rumford Raiders Junior. And of course, Invicta Dynamos, fourth, will play Chelmsford Chieftains, who finished fifth. We'll face each other for a grand total of ten times this season. And to tell us a bit about their season and the impending series is the Invicta head coach, Carl Lennon. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the... Okay. Uh, Carl Lennon, coach of the Invicta Dynamos. How are you doing this evening? Yeah, very well. And thank you for, for having me on. I appreciate uh, being part of this. Yeah. No, you're more than welcome. It's something I'd, uh, I wanted to do as soon as the cup final was secured as to who was going to be in it. I'd, uh, I'd envisioned, <coughs> excuse me, you'd envisioned doing some sort of uh, <coughs> gloves are off <laughs> between, yeah. the co- between the coaches. But obviously, Chelsea Chieftains are without a permanent coach at the moment. So it's made that a bit difficult. But I, was, I wanted to get you on to, to talk about your season as well. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. So I'll just get me a uh, bits up here. So uh, your league season's over now. You've, you've finished this weekend. Congratulations, you've finished fourth. And uh, obviously you've got the cup final to come against Chieftains as well this coming weekend. And then we'll be facing each other again the weekend after that <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. So we will certainly be sick of the sight of each other. Uh, but can you break your season down for us? It's uh, yeah, see, yeah, see how it went for you. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, obviously it's the first season as a coach. So that in in many ways has brought a number of different um, exciting times and challenges and uh, pressures that come with not just being a coach, but being a coach of this team as well, too, because Invictus at this level, at least, steeped in quite high tradition and, you know, like the Chieftains in, in many ways in that regard. So it's a, a real sort of change of a season. We had... Uh, only six or seven players that we retained from from last year's squad. So that meant we had to um, really look around and try and find what was right for us. And during the summer, um, at least through the course of last season, I'd kind of seen a few areas where I thought we could address certain topics, certainly try and make our side a bit younger, certainly have a bit more depth. And I think probably the fact that I was away from the club for quite some time enabled me to sort of come in with a fresh perspective, I guess. And um, yeah, so we, we looked at three or four areas we wanted to identify 
to improve. Um, and one of those was trying to bring as many local players into into the setup. So we we have sort of twelve to thirteen Kent-based players in the squad this year, which which we're very happy about. Um, and then we wanted to lower the average age, so we we, we managed to get. I think nine to ten under twenty-one players in the squad as well too, and a couple just above that, um, which for us is a challenge, of course, because they're less experienced. But the excitement and the energy that they bring to the table have been fantastic. And your team you know, will certainly be putting that average age up, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I and when I've played as well too, that hasn't, <laughs> hasn't helped help help the case. Um, but we knew we knew that we could we could do something there. So recruitment was really important in the summer. And then, you know, in addition to that, we we, we looked at different parts of the, the way we were playing and how we could improve there too, uh, with the the skill set of the players that we brought in. And you know, thankfully, uh, everybody's bought into the the process that we've gone through here. And uh, you know, we've had a, a great room the whole season. Everybody's worked tirelessly every single game, um, regardless of the result, to try and improve ourselves. And that's the game we're in at the minute, self-improvement, um, because we know by no way are we the finished article. We're work in progress. But to to, to be able to do uh, what we've done so far, we're very happy with. And I'm certainly very happy with the, the boys and uh, and what they've achieved thus far. Um, obviously, now we're at the business end of the season. It's, it's, are, it's, yeah. it's really, you know, tight between all the teams. Again, you said there we, we finished fourth, which we're very happy about. Um, that's two places above where we were last year, but uh, we retired points with Slough above us and, and yourselves um, just the place below. Yeah, so it's been very tight, isn't it? Yeah, there's nothing between the teams, quite honestly. And and for me, uh, that that obviously makes sun, Saturday and Sunday all the more exciting, I imagine, for for the, the the casual watcher. Yeah, absolutely. Have you have you played at all this year, or has it just been in in the bench? Yeah, no, I've played a few times. Um, I really try to avoid it because I think it's important that the boys have a, a voice on the bench and someone that can sort of stay away from the game. It's hard, it's hard though, because, you know, I think in the post-COVID world, you know, the expectation and demands on players is, is quite different and juggling life and jobs and everything means that people, certainly ones that sometimes have to work the weekend, they can't commit. And so I've, I have played a few games um, where absolutely necessary because we wanted to make sure we had three lines minimum every game. And yeah. we've had that pretty much every game so far this year. So uh, for me, if there was a desperation like situation, then yeah, I played. <laughs> but really, really just as minimal as possible, not taking many shifts, uh, just there as injury cover more than anything. And um, yeah, I enjoyed being part of the team last year. And there's far less, um, I guess, stress when you're playing um, because you, you, can control the situation when you're coaching yeah of course you have an influence you can control it but you, you are also somewhat reliant upon players doing what you ask them and you know we know sportsmen generally they have these moments sometimes where they <laughs> abort the instruction and do what they wish um but like I said earlier <coughs> collectively they've, they've kind of done it pretty well across the the course of the season so um yeah i've enjoyed um when i have played but uh, try to avoid it as best I could too. Yeah. Would that be, you say, the biggest change you've noticed becoming a coach from becoming a player is just that level of control? Yeah. I mean, again, the, the highs are high and the lows are low because, you know, regardless of how you prepare for a game, like like yesterday, we prepared no differently than we have 
in in previous games where we've had great results, um, and yet on the night doesn't go the way you want it to, and uh, you are somewhat powerless during the game because any changes you seem to make, if you try and make them, sometimes don't pay off. Also, and then mm. you're in a, a more desperate situation. That that was kind of how how it worked yesterday, um, but there are games where it's quite the opposite and you make a small little detail um, change and, and all of a sudden the result swings back in your favour. We've had, I've had moments on both sides of that. So, uh, and, and the thing that, that, that is important is that, you know, like I said, when you win, you know, you're on that high for the rest of the week. And when you lose, you know, you have sometimes a day, which is great. If you play on the Saturday, you lose, and you've got the Sunday to put it right. Oh, sorry, Sunday to put it wrong. Uh, the following um, week is always really tough when you've lost you know if you lose on a Sunday night it's really quite quite a heavy um, toll on you and I, I know like even from yesterday it's sitting on me still and it won't be the case until Saturday that we can try and put that right really of course yeah so, yeah so that's 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 my my general feeling on it so far when when it comes to the sort of coaching aspect of it so have you had a particular game this season that's been a, a highlight for you <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say in front of you guys. I guess uh, we've had a few decent performances. I do remember. Chelsea. I do remember a game at Chelmsford earlier in the season that we've not spoken about much. In all honesty, no. I mean, look, <laughs> games like that happen. We had one last night, right? And it happens yeah. to the best of us. So we we get it completely. Um, sometimes things go completely in your way, and sometimes they don't. And then sometimes you show up really well, and sometimes you don't. Um, I think probably up until now. The most memorable weekend would be obviously the semi-final weekend we had against against Solent. Um, we we got a win the week before in Solent, so we had some confidence going into that, which was fantastic. And then uh, to then go there and get a result in the first leg um, in their rink and bring it was that a back five to all draw, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was a crazy game, uh, end to end. Um, and then you know we had a like a, a 25 minute delay to play the last five minutes of the game. Gosh, the door broke or something, didn't it? Yeah, it was, it was mad. Um, and so we, we managed to get that figured out and saw the game out, which we were very happy about. And coming back to our place, when when you play in our place on a, on a game night, it is, it's a special location because the fans are special and it's an old building and it has a lot of character, shall we say. Mm. And uh, for me, that that that's a, an added bonus for us. And um, yeah, we made the most of it on that night, took a 5-1 win, which we were very, very happy with. The boys were fantastic. And it was a great weekend, um, all in all. And it got us here, where we are now. So yeah, um, it stays stays fond in the memory. Because, again, not just us, but you guys as well, too. You know, these teams should be in finals. Because th- there's a, there's an expectation that comes with being part of Chelmsford or being part of Invicta. And, you know, I know that too well from when I played previously. That, um, you know, expectation is there. And, you know, it's great now to have the opportunity to, to play in a final again. Yeah, yeah, I must admit, I think everyone's really looking forward to the cup final. Uh, I think obviously we are, it's in Invicta on the Saturday, isn't it? Saturday night, we're down at your barn. That's right. And then back to Chelmsford on the Sunday. Um, and then, as we said earlier, the following week, we will yeah. be uh, joining each other again. I don't think it's been fully decided as yet as to who's going to be where, what evening. No, I don't know yet. Um, I haven't heard from, from Kevin and Sarah, the owners here, yet, as to when that will be. Um, one can only assume it might be the reverse of what it was before um, for the cup final, but who knows? It's, yeah. it's hard to judge <laughs> with uh, with the, the league at the minute. 
Um, but it's like a you know a, a, an NHL series now, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's like a Stanley Cup series game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Which is great, great for the fans. You know, there's a lot of close rivalry between the, the two teams anyway. And then to add to that, to play each other four times in two weekends, it's going to be yeah. an epic um, undertaking for everybody, I think. Well, that's going to make it, after that, it's going to make it 10 times in the one yeah. season. Because obviously we were in the same cup group. So we had home and away in that. And I think they were two barnstorming games. I think 6-5 both ways just to... to one team getting the each. But with you say with the league, and of course qualifying for the playoffs, there was there was no drama in it. Everybody was going to qualify for the quarterfinals of the playoffs. Would mm-hmm. you like to see the league evened up next year? Because obviously in the NIHL two where you have the Mustangs, we have the Warriors, there's thirteen teams down there. Mm-hmm. Is there at least two of them do you think that could step up and create a ten team league so that we had a little bit more league game and a little bit more drama in regards to qualifying for playoffs? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd love that to happen, of course. It's good to play different teams, and I think it's good for the fans um, to see different teams as well, too. Um, you know, what I do know, that there's a, there's a difference level between the two in terms of commitment, and, you know, we're training twice a week, playing often twice a week as well, too. And at that level, it, it's not always necessarily the player's quality that defines whether or not they should play there or not. It's more what they can commit to from their working life. And it's the same with, with our team as well. You know, we all have lives outside of hockey. Um, so, of course, yeah, I'd love to see it. And, you know, I, would, I could only encourage it. And there's definitely a couple of teams there, I think, that probably could be could be pushing up um, into the division. But, again, it's it's whether or not they can commit and whether or not the players that play for them can commit. And that's probably the bigger question. But um, I imagine they should be able to pull together a squad that, that could do that, for sure. Yeah, I would imagine at least Bristol, possibly Haringey, could mm-hmm. uh, to come and join the league. And then perhaps maybe drop the, in the cup games, maybe just have it one game rather than two home and away, and then have obviously the extra two teams in the league. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, it certainly would be nice to see an extra level of competition. As you say, somewhere going somewhere a bit different, playing some different teams, because I'm sure we will be sick of the sight of each other by the time the playoffs are over and done with and we know who's heading to the showpiece in Milton Keynes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day when I played, we, we played the regular season games, we'd have cup competitions, but we'd also play in a, like a transitional cup where um, our team was playing in the EPL. So what would be the NHL um, league cup um, yeah. every year as well too. So we'd have to play, you know, the flames or um, the Swin and Wildcats or Slough Jets at the time who were in that level, even the Chieftains when they were at that level too. And that was always great because it really, I mean, we didn't win a a lot of those games. We had some wins which we were really proud of, but it it also brought the development of players along, which was was really important. I think that's that's also important with these 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 games is maybe to even think about stuff like that. Because I'm, you know, playing Streatham last night, I'm sure that they could you know, on any given night, give a team in the league above a run for their money as well, because they're a supremely talented organisation. They are, yeah. And I think that's something that's been discussed online between a lot of sort of NIHL one fans is, you know, Streatham have now won the league three times in a row. They they have many nights where they will do to teams what they've done to you last night, what they've done to us this season. Mm. Um, but it's I think it all kind of works in phases, doesn't it? And I think that team that they have as brilliant as they are, it's possibly coming to the end of a phase age-wise where they might need to sort of regenerate. Yeah. And then teams such as, I mean, Solar Devils have had an incredible season. And they they are now sort of got that young young base and moving forward. So, yeah, it would be nice to see a, a different team at the top of the league. 
Um, and it's really nice to see a different team in the cup final. Obviously, yeah. <clears throat> did you make it last year? I think was it um, against Stratton? We did, yeah, but perhaps yeah. that's not one we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Honest, it was not our, our <laughs> finest display. Um, and yeah, one that, I don't know, it was one of my personal sort of hockey lows. Um, yeah, but it, again, lows like that shape what the future can be. And if you don't, you know, win, you learn. And uh, I think that was definitely a night for, for learning <laughs> and not yeah. for winning. Um, no, I think most Chieftain fans would agree we've had a season for learning. Um uh, obviously, in such as like yourselves, we've had to have quite a large rebuild. Didn't retain a great deal of the squad from last year, so I think the fact that we've both made a cup final is is terrific for the clubs. And yeah, we're all really looking forward to it. And I won't wish you the best of luck for it, but I'll just wish that we have out of these four games, uh, four games that the hockey truly deserves, the hockey fans truly deserve. And I yeah, think we'll I, get that. I think you're right. I mean, for me, you know, we'll do um, all we can um, from our side to make it as as big a spectacle as we possibly can. Um, I've, I've said a lot to the boys that, you know, opportunities like this are few and far between and you have to make the most of them. And, and it's the same from your side. So yeah. I'm, I'm dead excited for the weekend um, and for the rest of the season. And I know our boys are, um, and I'm sure it's the same, same for uh, the Chieftains. I'm sure it is. Carl Lennon, thank you so much for joining me on Zero Pucks Given. All the best for the rest of the postseason. We'll be seeing a lot of you. Thank you. Take care, man. Cheers, Carl. Thank you. A huge thank you to Carl for joining me on the podcast. What a couple of weekends we've got coming up now. Now I'm going to be joined by one of this year's new Chieftains, number 91, Casey Wilson. Chieftains. all underway. Casey Wilson, how are you doing, fella? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, mate, really well. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, obviously, we've uh, had, had a weekend off, but uh, we'll go back to the, the previous weekend weekend hockey, because we had a fantastic four-point weekend, and you, you rounded it off with a goal as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend. Um, yeah, it was, I wouldn't say it was easy, because it wasn't, but um, yeah. It was a fun weekend, for sure. Yeah, always good to win the Essex Derby as well. Yeah. And uh, and, and then always nice to beat, beat Streatham. So, tell us about that goal, because it, uh, it was almost like all in one movement. You sort of picked the puck up, spun, swooped, and t- stuck it through the five hole. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised it even went in, to be honest. <laughs> I uh, was skating to the back door. I think it was Sasha at the park. As he as he skated, he sort of lost it. So as it's come to the sort of hash marks, I've had to sort of stop, reach around, lean back, and just straight across the floor. Yeah. But yeah, surprise. Yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> pretty sure I was not as shocked as everyone else when it went in, but it went in. So. Is that your first goal of the season? No, that is. I think it's my second. Yeah. I've Victor at home. I think I think that was it really. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was a fantastic finish. Great way to finish the uh, finish the score in that evening. Oh yeah. I mean, it don't it didn't really matter about the the score for my goal, but yeah. <laughs> so where did it all start for you then, mate? Because you're not a local lad to Chelmsford, are you? 
No, well, I, I used to play at Bracknell, and then obviously that rink shut, and then mm. I didn't I didn't really want to go to Slough or all that sort of stuff. So obviously I went to Romford last year. Yeah. Because Mark was there as well. And then obviously this season Mark came here, so I joined him again. But yeah. How old were you when you started playing? I think I was 10. I want to say 10. Well, obviously, having the rink in Bracknell, were you quite an accomplished skater beforehand? To be fair, I had, like, when I first started, I was I was skating. Um, and then I had to train for like the, the team for a year before I could actually play any games. Yeah. So, Is that uh, like a proficiency? They want you to be at a certain level? Yeah, it was like you had to skate and do all that sort of stuff but I got there in the end yeah was there any any other sports as well when you were growing up or just ice hockey um yeah when I was like obviously a bit younger and that I used to play football but just sort of got bored of that really yeah it's no good on the knees either nah. <laughs> so uh I mean <clears throat> excuse me gear wise it's something that I've never really thought about because I know it's an expensive sport to play and then I spoke to someone this week who's actually said to me, could you start asking the guys about some of the gear they wear? Because some of the, maybe the rec players or people that want to start might be interested in it. Have you ever had a, like a favourite brand or a favourite sort of style of kit that you go for? I would say Bauer. Most most people wear Bauer, to be honest. But then like, a few of the boys are that obviously got like a bit of different of a kit and that. But I'd say my preference is probably Bauer. As, uh, that was uh, did you get it sort of new to start with or did you have to wear a bit of hand-me-down when you started um i remember i brought my first pair of gloves they were brand new and then like a few other bits and that most yeah i'd say mostly brand new but there's there's a few bits of like hand-me-downs and that that are that were right like i think i got a pair of shorts once and they were pretty much brand new but yeah that that looks like something. If there's anyone interested in sponsoring shorts for the Chieftains next year, it looks like most of you need new pairs of shorts. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is a big yes too. There's a is that a maybe like a superstitious thing with hockey players? Then just keeping shorts until they physically won't stay on anymore because there is like rips and gouges out of them all over the shop. I would say like new kit is the worst thing in the world. So I think like once they're broken in and they're a bit looser and a bit baggy and a bit torn, then they start to get comfy. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah, I'd definitely say new new shorts for the boys. <laughs> and uh, and what stick do you use? Um, at the moment I'm using a CCM GSV 2.0, I think it is. And is there? As I say, I've never played the game, so I'm, I'm sort of coming with a little bit of ignorance here. Is there a, a better sort of stick for you being a D-man? Is there a better sort of stick for, for you than it would be for a for a forward? Um, to be honest, I think most D-men have like this little bit longer than most people. For poke checking? Yeah. And, um, yeah, forward tend to like a, a smaller stick, but it's all preference, really, and how strong you are and like how big you are sort of thing, like with the flex and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I've noticed there's quite a lot of lefties play hockey. Um, yeah, there's, I think, well, I think the boys mostly are right-handed. But 
there is yeah there is a lot of left-handed but I know loads of left-handed players and that but yeah I, think, I mean I, I grew up not knowing one left-handed person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I mean I think I don't know if it's like because some people say like if you're right if you're right with your right hand you're meant to play hockey with your left so your strongest is at the top oh right but then, it's a bit similar to boxing if you're right-handed your left hand yeah. is in front yeah, but I I don't know. I think it's like if you start, then like whatever stick gets put in your hand first is sort of what you use. But I'm not too sure of that. No, no, it's certainly an interesting point because I just always seem to see a lot of uh, we look down elite prospects, a lot of players, and it will say like oh, like left, left, left. Everyone's a left. Yeah. But no. So do you follow the sport recreationally? Do you, do you follow anyone in the NHL or the national or the elite? I'd. I don't tend to watch it. Obviously, I, I probably should as I play the sport. But yeah, I, I think I think it's just because the games are early morning and I'm working the next day and yeah, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah it's tough to keep up with the ones in America, isn't it? It's um, yeah. Um, what's the highest level you've played out over here? Um, and the uh, league above. Yeah. Yeah. Back when Bracknell was open, I played a few games for the the Bracknell Bees and that. Did you find the the pace of that level okay? Because I've heard it's mainly the the big difference is the pace, so you don't get as much time on the on the puck. Um, I'd say in that league you get more time for the puck because it's just it's more like a. I know it's faster and stuff, but you like you don't have to worry about moving the puck because someone's going to be there. It's more about like keep the puck, like take your time, sort of thing. But yeah, that was yeah, that was a good experience playing in that league. Yeah, a bit more tactical rather than just getting the rush on everybody. Yeah, that yeah, that's it. Right. Excellent. So of all the teams you played with, obviously a bit of Bracknell, a bit of Raiders and now at Chieftains for this season. Who'd you say the best player that you've played with? Oh, that's a good one. Um I don't know, I'd probably say in the B's, um Roman Malinek. I used to I was just unreal. Just, yeah. Was he a forward player? Really? Yeah, he was a forward, yeah. So did he give you the hardest time at training? No, he didn't, to be fair. Oh, well, this is the thing. I I used to be a forward as well. Oh, right. So sort of when I was growing up through the junior years and that, I was, I was playing as a forward. And then I played a season's D and then a forward again. But yeah, yeah, I started this year as a D man. And then I've had to play a few forward, like as a forward, a few times and stuff. But yeah, I was a forward when I was playing with them, so I was all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I so say you've been a bit unlucky with injuries this season, haven't you? We won't go into too much specifics because Gemma chases me down if I talk specifics about injuries. <laughs> but, uh, I'm hoping to have Gemma on here before the end of the season so that she can tell me what I can and can't say. But yeah, um, yeah so you've been back for like the last four or five games. Yeah. Has that been good to be back? Yeah. Oh yeah, I missed it a lot. Yeah, and obviously coming up from Bracknell, then is is it, do you travel in with Dan Fay? Yeah, yeah, training and games and with him. Yeah, yeah. Does nice. does does Peter still live down that way, like Cobham Way? Does he not come in with you? Is he? No, uh, th- yeah, I think he lives Cobham Way. Yeah. Yeah. He can't pick you boys up in his nice big car. I think we're a bit further than him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we haven't yeah. had to worry about that, but that would have been better. 
<laughs> yeah, Cobham's like sort of around junction eight way, isn't it? and you're probably more ten to twelve. Yeah, yeah, I think it's about twenty-five minutes, half an hour away from us. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you been in that big shell services there on the way home? Oh, too many. <laughs> too many Mackey days on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a few questions that are coming from uh, from some of the listeners, some of the fans, and some of the lads, as I'm sure you've yeah. been ex- expecting, and your dad as well. Oh, right. Um, your dad's a, a diamond. He shares everything about the podcast. He's, he's an absolute diamond. Yeah, he, he loves a tweet as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's all over it on Twitter. Absolutely all over it. Uh, so Ollie Bennett has asked, if you could meet any famous person, who would it be? Oh, that's a oh, I've never thought about that, actually. I wasn't going to say Will Smith, because I just think he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't expect a slap? Nah. <laughs> so obviously you're... Uh, I would say you're probably a little bit younger than me. I would imagine you're quite a bit younger than me. Is what is Will Smith to you? Is he a rapper or is he an actor? I'm I'm gonna say actor. <laughs> he was a rapper back in, <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, the old the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Yeah, God, there certainly are some days ago. So yeah, Will Smith. That's a great answer. Uh, this Sophia Gatland, the sign girl, she's always great at a question, but whenever she asks it, she always asks it as if she's got inside knowledge, where she's asked people about where their favourite place to go scuba diving is, or so, and then they've all said, oh, I've never been scuba diving. So she's just asking great questions, but some people don't know it. Do you have a favourite musical? I'm going to say no. Have you ever seen one? No. <laughs> That's such a shame, because it's a great question. Yeah. If you've not seen a musical, you obviously would have a favourite. Um, I don't think I've seen one. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. We could include like musical films like Grease or something like that. Oh yeah. I, to be fair, yeah, I've, I've watched a load of films like Mamma Mia and all that stuff, but I yeah, favourite. I think South Park qualifies as a musical. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say South Park then. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. If you do get to the theatre in London, I would highly recommend Back to the Future. Oh, really? Absolutely fantastic. I think I've I've been to one, but obviously this is when I'm younger, so I can't really remember it. But yeah, no, there. Uh, when you go, when you're a bit older, it's even if it's not really your sort of thing, it's um, it's like a memory that does stick with you because just everything they do. I mean, it's expensive to go to the theatre, but yeah, yeah, all the stage production and everything like that, and like Back to the Future, where they actually get the full-size car on stage and everything like that it's absolutely incredible yeah uh, right now we're getting now we're getting into a few from the lads and there's a bit of a theme here where yeah. <clears throat> i think some of the lads may be under the impression that you might be a traveler oh god here we go <laughs> which i'm not sure where that comes from yeah it's yeah that's <clears throat> nickname they give me is it yeah does you have to do an initiation when you join the teethans um what do you mean by initiation uh just anything you can broadcast did you have to sort of stand up and sing a song or ah no 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 nothing like that nothing like that i think most of the, I mean, it's a great great group great room i'd imagine they keep it pg yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sort of <laughs> well we have to keep it pg on here so we'll, uh... yeah <laughs> so tj wants to know would it be quicker to get to training uh by driving or jumping in your horse and cart? 
I'm going to say car. <laughs> I don't think you can take a horse, horse and car at the M25 either, but I'm sure people have probably tried. Yeah, I'm sure. And, uh, and Cam and Dan Hitchens are wondering about your scrap business. Oh, yeah, it's going, it's going well. Get hold of some scrap metal. Yeah. And Cam wants to know how many horses you've got. I actually don't own any. <laughs> yes, got to, knowing Cam's hobby, you wouldn't want to show Cam where they were either. <laughs> yeah. A great question from your dad is, when are you going to start paying rent for half of the garage? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. Fantastic. Well, a couple of other things, mate, about your uh, your number, 91. I spoke to James Alien on the podcast last week, who'd been with the Chieftains for years and worn 91 for quite some time, and then straight away, you're, you're straight in the jersey. Is there something special for you in it? Um, to be fair, it's, no, it's, when I was growing up, there was just a player. He actually used to play for Invicta um, hmm. when, I was, when I was younger. But, um, yeah, he used to play for the Dynamos. It, you might, Callum Fowler. Was it Callum Fowler or something? Fowler? Yeah, the name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, he used to play 91 and he was a great player. So when I was growing up, I just thought I'm going to go with 91. Yeah. So I quite like the high numbers as well. It's, yeah. um, you get quite a few of the 90s and the late 80s that are supposed to birth years. but I mean, it's it's like the high numbers, but when, when they're getting called out on a home game... <laughs> you have to stand there for ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I've got a little bit of Chiefs briefs to do with you, mate, if that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, just um, an e- either or as quick as you can, and uh, we'll see where we end up. I've uh, got a couple of new ones in here as well that have been sent in, which is great. So, uh, boxing or MMA? Boxing. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Marvel or Star Wars? Star Wars. Plane or train? Train. Cam or Grant? Oh, I'm going to say Cam. Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. Wagon or caravan? Wagon. <laughs> Bower or CCM? We know that's going to be Bower. Xbox yeah. or PlayStation? Xbox. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Winning the league or winning the playoffs? Winning the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's great. Because that's just like that. That sort of showpiece. Yeah. That almost feels like a cup final. Well, it is a cup final, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of which, it's cup final this weekend. Against yeah. the, the Invicta Dynamos. So the lads all buzzing? Yeah, um, yeah. everyone's raring to go. I mean, we had a week, we've had a week off, so training tomorrow night and Thursday. So get Everyone back. should be nice and rested. Yeah. So, we've had Carl Lennon on this episode as well, the Invicta head coach. Oh, yeah. Because um, I was hoping to do some sort of gloves are off between the coaches, but obviously we don't have a permanent coach at the moment. Yeah. And, uh, and as I said, uh, and Jib, Jib doesn't really want to want to come on and talk yet. But um, yeah, now every, everyone's really looking forward to it. The fans are already excited. Obviously, we're going to get as many of us as we can down at in Victor on the Saturday night, and then the barn is already sold out for Sunday. I think it's been sold out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. That's that's the great thing about Chelmsford is. I think the the fans just are they're just so good and they love they love coming to the games and cheering and I think that gets behind the boys as well. Yeah, is it one of the best atmospheres you've played in? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, has anyone's been any good? Because I, I I never went down to the old Bracknell rink, but how was how was the atmosphere down there? I mean, 
obviously like the Bracknell Hornets was like in this league, but they barely had anyone and the bees like back in the day used to be packed but like barely like half full. Yeah. Yeah. So the bees in the national league at the moment then they play in the slough. Yeah. Oh that's um yeah it must be a real struggle for ice time over there then they've got a good I think it's about three women side playing out of there as well. Yeah, yeah they've pretty much got every team from Bracknell that were playing to there. So there's all playing out of slough. Wow. Yeah. There's a few that folded in that and a few rec teams that went over there, but yeah, yeah, it's quite busy over there, I think. Excellent stuff. Well, Casey Wilson, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's uh, so coming to the end of the season now. I'm starting to run out of you lads that need to come on, but yeah. I'm sure we will get to all of you before the season is out. Uh, good luck for training for this week and good luck for the cup final this weekend. And then obviously we've got the same foe the week after in the playoffs as well. So we'll... Um, if we don't know enough about Invicta already, we certainly will over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> a lot played against them. Yeah, nice one. Casey Wilson, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. See ya. Cheers, mate. A massive thank you to Casey Wilson for joining me and thank you to you guys for sending your questions in, even the cheeky scamps in the dressing room. Well, that is it. Episode 23 is in the bank, a very equine themed episode, and we are now hurtling towards the business end of the season. There are some tickets still available for the away leg of the cup final this Saturday night at the stables Planet Ice Gillingham. You can find them via the Planet Ice website and tickets for the playoff quarterfinals will be available once the order of the weekend has been decided as we wait to see who makes the showcase final at Milton Keynes on April 9th and 10th. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you guys next week where I'll be joined by Talia, Talia Davidson-Wright of the Great Britain Under-18s and hopefully one of the remaining chieftains left to come on, which I think is either Matty Turner or Petr Cech. Whoever messages me first, it's all down to you. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week. This podcast is hosted by Anchor on Spotify. It is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast outlets. Subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get notifications about new episodes. Follow us on social media, Instagram at Zero Pucks Given Podcast, Twitter at Zero Pucks Pod, YouTube at Zero Pucks Given, email Zero Pucks Given Podcast at gmail.com. The music in this podcast is taken from Spotify and I do not own the tracks. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.